My new book is out, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. It hit the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list, and I just wanted to say thank you. I hope you get it at capitalistbook.com. Here's what user Jay Eggleston said in an Amazon review. Warning, this book is addicting, is Nathan the new Tim Ferriss. He said, I met Nathan during my college days when he was still CEO of Hayo. I knew he was inspiration since the day I met him. The book is totally a Nathan Latka original, and this is the new four-hour work week. Warning, though, it is addicting. I'm not sure how long I've been reading it now, and the only thing that is making me from put it down is the dreaded workday tomorrow. Six people found that helpful. Get the book today at capitalistbook.com. Coming from a guy that jumped in about, what was this, two, three years ago, 2016, pivoted, now helping really accounts drive expansion revenue, something I see very few people focused on. He's serving about 30 customers. They pay on average, call it 25,000 bucks in ACV, doing about 62 grand right now in monthly revenue. That's up 100% year over year from, again, about a year ago. Over 110% net revenue retention on his own base. So clearly he's eating his own dog food. It's working. Willing to spend up to 10 grand to acquire a new $25,000 ACV customer. So less than six month payback, which is important because they're trying to manage and they are managing to cash flow positivity. Three people full-time, everything else, it's all consulting. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Alex Raymond. He's the co-founder and CEO of CAPTA, a software platform that helps companies keep and grow their largest accounts. Alex has 20 years of experience in the software industry and has worked in the US, Europe, and Asia. He has a bachelor's degree from Georgetown University and an MBA from INSEAD. All right, Alex, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, great. Fantastic. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right, tell us about CAPTA. What do you guys do and, and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? Great. So CAPTA is a software as a service, so a SaaS company, specifically to help account management teams get more visibility into their existing accounts, understand how to expand and grow uh, that revenue stream. So it's for key account managers, a very specific subset, typically of a sales team. So our customers usually have fairly concentrated revenue base. So what I mean by that is they could have, you know, the, they have that classic Pareto principle where 20% of their customers generate 80% or more of their revenue. And so what they're looking to do is really maximize the value that they get and the value that they give to that small number of customers that makes up the most of their revenue and profits. You know, I talked to a lot of CEOs in about 3,000 interviews. I rarely hear one focused on not just retention, but actually looking at your most valuable accounts and going all in on those versus top of funnel or something else. So tell me on average, what's the, what's the company going to pay to use your tool? So CAPTA can range. So typically our customers are paying today anywhere from about $25,000 to about $100,000 a year. So it's not a $5 a month web app. This is meant to be something really specific for uh, large, high value customers. One of the things that I joke about all the time, Nathan, is I say that CAPTA is for your million dollar accounts. Yep. So and you've got accounts that are big and complex and multi-stakeholder. Those are worth tons of money to your company. And therefore you need to really focus on them. I mean, just for example, uh, some of our customers have single accounts that are currently being, being managed in our system upwards of $50 million a year. 
So big, serious, you know, high stakes business. Yeah. 10% expansion on a million dollar account more than makes up for a $25,000 payment to you. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Very good. Put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch? Uh, so this product was launched about two and a half years ago. So that's the beginning of 2016. And the history of Capta is we actually did not start building a key account management platform. We started building, uh, this is like classic startup story. We started building an employee engagement platform. Okay. So for performance reviews and like, what's your work this quarter and this year and what are your goals and this kind of thing. And what we noticed was that people were taking their customer facing work and putting that in our platform. So they would say, well, my goal is I have to do this for this customer and I have to do this for that customer. And we started noticing all this activity inside of CAPTA, which was meant to be an internal employee-focused tool. And we called up our, our customers, the ones that we saw doing this, and we said, hey, what are you guys doing? Why aren't you doing this in your CRM? Right? Because everybody has a CRM. And they all universally told us, you can't do this in your CRM. Why not? And I said, I said, what do you mean? You can't manage a customer relationship? And they'd say, well, we use the CRM for pipeline or for contact management, but we don't have a strategic, holistic view of our customer and what we're doing for them. And so at that point, I said, well, there's obviously an opportunity here. My, my head also kind of exploded because I thought, how is a CRM not delivering this kind of core functionality? And that's what uh, allowed us to go and build this product. Yeah. So the product itself, I would love to say that I'm one of these entrepreneurs with a great vision and a spark of inspiration. It turns out it was the customers who told us what they wanted. Yep. And now over the past two and a half years, what have you scaled to? How many customers paying you? Uh, so we've got about 30 customers who are using Capta today. Uh, that accounts for something like a billion dollars or more in terms of total revenue that's being tracked inside the application today, right? That's so, great. Yeah, it's a number that we track, right? So how valuable are our customers' customers? So right now it's well over a billion dollars. The, the the more important question, this is much more difficult to get to, is what is the average net revenue retention on all of your customers? Uh, and if the lift is higher with you versus without you, then you know you're winning. Exactly. So that's one of the things that we track as well. That's great. Very good. I'm surprised you get that much insight into, into the, these guys. They tell you all their revenue numbers, huh? Well, they, you know, we've got their contracts, we've got their opportunities, we can see where stuff is happening or not happening. But, you know, there's so many tools out there that do the, the, the lagging indicators, right? The KPIs and the metrics and so on. And what we focused on instead is what are the leading indicators? So if I am an account manager or in, in, in the lingo of today, if I'm all about account-based marketing or account-based everything, what are the actions and behaviors that I need to exhibit in order to get the best results? And what's so, the source of truth? Sorry. What's the source of truth on the, on the, on the money side? Are they connecting to Stripe or QuickBooks or what's this? Uh, it's typically some combination of a CRM plus in some cases reports or data from their financial systems. Which is, that's what I'm curious. What is the financial system typically? It could be anything from Oracle to SAP to QuickBooks to homegrown. Yeah. So it really varies. You know, when you get to these large enterprises, it's, uh, it tends to be a lot of legacy applications. So people are trying to standardize maybe in a CRM or in some type of, you know, web financial tool, but we don't see a lot of people with the same tools. A lot of it is kind of, um, there's a, there's a big mix. Let me put it that way. And then run rate today, you said, you know, 25,000 bucks and up in terms of, in terms of revenue per year, that's about two grand a month times 30 customers. You guys are North of 60 yep. grand a month right now in revenue. Yeah, that's great. What's the next big revenue target? Would you say? You know, I mean, we'd love to get to 100K in, in MRR, right? So that's kind of an obvious, obvious target for us. I would like to do that by the beginning of the of 2019, the beginning of next year, that's right? Great. So this gives us a, a nice kind of lift, gives us good momentum. You know, for us, in terms of how we build our business, uh, the the goal for us is to help our existing customers really hit it out of the park, right? So, so what they're doing is they're saying, look, we've got these 
portfolios of business. We're trying to figure out how do we keep them? How do we expand them and so on? We want to make that really, really work with them and then scale it out from there. Yeah. Well, hopefully, because that's what your software is supposed to do, right? Indeed. So we, so we should be experts at this. <laughs> you should be experts. Exactly. So 60 grand a month right now in revenue. Take me back a year ago, September 2017, about where were you? Uh, less than half. Less than, right? Okay. So, so more than 100% year over year growth. Yes, correct. Correct. So we've been, we've been growing. We've been growing really nicely. And the customer mix is very interesting. So one of the things about the customer mix is uh, you expect, you know, SaaS software to be adopted by really tech-enabled types of companies. It turns out that a lot of our customers today are actually more mature industrial companies. Manufacturing? So for example, manufacturing, uh, chemicals, services, you know, this kind of thing, as opposed to just pure tech. And the reason is I'm in a more mature market. If I'm a chemical company or a service provider or something like that, I'm in a more mature market. The market's more concentrated. Therefore, every extra point of market share that I win really impacts my revenue and my bottom line. And often, and a lot of times you've got people who are doing multi-sourcing, right? So one of our clients, for example, is a chemical company. Their customers buy from two or three different vendors. So they're, they're saying to us, look, if we can go from 33% to 40% for these customer sets, that represents umpteen millions of dollars. Of yeah, I, 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 listen, I totally get the value of the product, no question. Uh, and it's something that I don't see a lot of people focus on. So I get it. What about funding? Have you bootstrapped or raised? Uh, we have primarily bootstrapped. We've raised about a million and a half bucks uh, three years ago. The investors in that round were Techstars and Access uh, Venture Partners and Rally Ventures. That's great. And it's nice that even as you pivot, it sounds like you kept them on the cap table. That's the right thing to do, right? Yeah, we did. I mean, look, it was a conversation, right? Hey, you guys were interested in business number one. We think there's an opportunity in business number two. There was a conversation to make sure that everyone was on board with that vision. It took some time. We had to prove it. We had to go out there and say, yes, here, this is not just, you know, our belief. There's evidence and, and here's what we're doing about it. And here's the progress that we're seeing. And we were able to do that and keep those guys on board. Churn is critical. What's your churn today? Uh, hard to, hard to measure. You know, we're still in such a growth rate that it's hard for me to put a specific number on it. Obviously we track that closely. Typically, if we have a churn issue, it's because we didn't boot them up properly. If we didn't boot the customer up properly, it typically is because they don't pay as much attention to strategic account management as they think they do. So what I mean by that is, you know, sometimes people will come to us and they'll say, hey, I need to be doing this, but they aren't willing to do some of the other work that goes around a successful implementation, like training the team, investing in upskilling, having a well-defined process, you know, that kind of thing, which is typically unsexy work, but very, very important. So when we have a failure with a customer, which we never want to see, but when we do have a failure, typically it's because of some type of misalignment there, or maybe they're not understanding the full amount of effort it's going to take to make this successful and how it's going to set their business up for long-term success. So that's what we've seen. And, and I mean, so your own revenue though, your product is supposed to help with expansion. So your own customer base, would you say you're over a hundred percent net revenue retention annually today? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. How far above? Uh, probably 10 or 15 points above right now. Okay, that's pretty good. That's not bad at all. One, 110%, especially, I mean, you know, one of the things that I see, cause I do so many of these interviews, you very rarely see healthy expansion models for companies when they're still sub a million bucks in ARR, even sub two or 3 million, usually, you know, 10, 20, 30% annual expansion really starts to kick in and, and, you know, four or five, you know, 6 million run rate time zone. Correct. So that's healthy. Correct. So we're, we're not, we're not there yet. We're, right. We're below that, but we've got customers who are expanding. We have customers doing three-year deals with us. Paying you know, up front? Uh, let's see. One, yes. The other, no. That's pretty good. Uh, that, that's good for the bank account. It's very good for the bank account. You know, so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big believer in customer funding. I'm a big believer in sure that we're improving our value every day. The way that we capture that value, the 
paying us for our service. And Alex, on, on average, you know, you're trying to acquire a new $25,000 a year customer. What are you willing to pay for them? What's your CAC typically? Uh, as of right now, our CAC is substantially less than that. So our CAC to LTV ratios are very, very healthy. Uh, I think last time we calculated CAC, it was sub 10,000. Okay, that's pretty good. So you're getting paid back in less than six months. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Assume, again, again, that's on a revenue recognition basis. On a cash basis, maybe it's instant if they're paying annual up front. Uh, cer- certainly can be. And plus, you got to look at LTV, not just first year ACV for that type of thing. So in, uh, many times, LTV winds up being you know two, three, four, five times what they pay. Well, wh- wh- why do you say that? Uh, I say that because, I mean, it's just one of those kind of typical SaaS ratios, right? LTV over CAC. Yeah, but I know and, a lot of people that have very healthy LTV to CAC ratios, but get killed because their payback period is three years and oh, they can't see, they right. can't bridge the cash gap. Got it. Understood. Yeah, we don't, we're, we're lucky to not have that issue. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Tell me about the team. How many people today? Uh, three of us. Three. Okay. And where's everybody based? Everyone's in Boulder and we are doing, so I'm the CEO. I do a lot of the customer facing stuff. We have a customer success manager who helps with onboarding, setting them up for strategic account management, that kind of thing, and a CTO who does all the development, plus, of course, uh, outsource team who helps with marketing, and we also have an outsource team who helps with design. I love it. Lean, mean, to the point, three fixed. You keep everything else that's non-critical to the muscle of the body as variable expenses in the form of consulting, huh? Correct, yes. And so that allows us to really focus on what we do best. It allows us to control our costs. It allows us to control you know, where the money is going. And, you know, frankly, most companies are coming to us and saying, this is a highly specialized operation within their business, right? And we're saying, we're experts at this, we can help you solve these problems. And they're very happy with that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You know, you've been doing this for two years. There's a pivot happening. Any, any, you know, any uh, interest right now in raising additional capital? Uh, It's something we might consider for 2019, but not something we're actively pursuing this year. Okay. If you did raise in 2019, what would you generally target? How much would you want to raise to invest in growth? You know, we'd probably be, be teeing up a typical Series A. By typical Series A, you know, in Boulder standards, that's three to five million. In the Bay Area, that's six to ten million. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, it's very different. Life in life in the in in Colorado is substantially different from life in uh, uh, in the big in the bigger tech hubs. Uh, but you know, something like that. For now, we've got great customers. We've got a great revenue model. We're able to keep our costs low, so we do not have a declining bank account. You know, so for us, I think it's important. There are of course, kind of economic uncertainties ahead, potentially. I you don't are cash flow positive though, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so I don't want to be in a position where I have to raise money. You know, I'm talking if be- you do. I'm talking if, this big yeah. if. Yeah. So if you do yeah. raise, let's call the smaller end there. Let's say you raise $3 million in 2019. In an, in an ideal world, what would you like to raise at valuation-wise? Like 20, 25 pre, something like that? Uh, in an ideal world, sure. Uh, 25 pre, you know, three on 25 would be great. I think the dynamics that we see in Colorado typically tend to be different. I think in Colorado, we typically, and, and I'm just saying this based on people I know and raises that they've done, we're typically seeing three on eight. Okay. Right? Like those, those kind of numbers. And, and, but, but eight on what ARR? Uh, it really depends. It, so I've, I'll, I'll check Got the it. exact number. But that's just like, yeah. se- you're saying just series A in general, you're saying typical, three on eight. Yeah. Yeah. The typical stuff in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very good. All right. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book, Alex? Uh, the Advantage by Pat Lenzioni. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I really like the uh, CEO of in- NVIDIA right now. NVIDIA. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have for building your business? Uh, the best tool, well, the Besides best tools I'm using, sure, <laughs> right, Capta. Uh, you know, the, the I love the simple ones. I love Schedule Once. Schedule Once. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, eight. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? 
Uh, I am married for 11 years. My wife is Laura, L-A-U-R-A, no kids. No kiddos, and how old are you? I'm 42. Last question, what do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I wish my 20-year-old self knew that at the end of the day, you know, you, you think that you, you think that you need to do things because someone else is judging you, someone else is holding a scorebook or something like that on your life. I wish my 20-year-old self knew that nobody's paying attention, nobody cares, the only one at the end to judge my success is me. Guys, there you have it. Coming from a guy that jumped in about, what was this, two, three years ago, 2016, pivoted. Now helping really accounts drive expansion revenue, something I see very few people focused on. He's serving about 30 customers. They pay on average, call it 25,000 bucks in ACV, doing about 62 grand right now in monthly revenue. That's up 100% year over year from, again, about a year ago. Over 110% net revenue retention on his own base. So clearly he's eating his own dog food. It's working. Willing to spend up to 10 grand to acquire a new $25,000 ACV customer. So less than six month payback, which is important because they're trying to manage and they are managing to cash flow positivity. Three people full-time, everything else, it's all consulting. Alex, thank you so much for taking us to the top. All right, super. Thanks for being here, Nathan. Take care.